knows nothing can understand nothing. Plunge deeper into the darkness and your heart will grow even stronger. Good tidings, everybody, and welcome to the Answer Report podcast. This is episode number 90 of the longest running Kingdom Hearts podcast on the internet and in the universe. My name is Mike. I'm your host. And with me today, as always, my co-host, my brother, my friend, my partner, Jason. Hello, Jason. Hello. Oh, you. that was a pretty somber hello, my friend. Hello. You're not matching the energy I'm bringing to the podcast right now. What's up? There we go. That was that it's was, your boy. That was a little better. That was a little better. It's episode ninety. It's episode ninety. We are ten away from the faded number one hundred. A hundred episodes, dude. We're ten away from it. It was faded. To remind people, ninety if, episodes ago. If you're a fan of the podcast, but maybe you don't hang out in the Discord, or maybe you just you remember the Discord, but you don't hang out there a lot. Our good friend Sean underscore AFK is doing a thing where. He has a channel in there where he's taking um, suggestions on your favorite moments of the podcast. So if you want to suggest a moment on the podcast to him, go into Discord, go on that channel, post it. If you know what episode and time uh, stamp, that's great. If you don't, that's okay too. Just tell him what it was and he'll find it. If you if you want that to be on our 100th episode in a little look back segment we're going to do, go hit up Sean. Thank Speaking you. of thank you, you thank guys, you. Thank you, thank you, because thank you. we couldn't do this podcast without you. We have a review to read oh my on, God. on Apple Podcasts. Okay. And we have an email to read. Okay. So we're going to start with the review. Okay. This review is from our good friend, Miss Winerib. Okay. And she says... Zero stars. Huge, it's true. Five stars. <laughs> oh, my God. And here we, this, is, this, is a, this is a good one. It's a long one. Here we go. Hell yeah, dude. I'm ready. I have never played any of the Kingdom Hearts games. Yet it hasn't stopped me from being obsessed with the story and the slow roll of lore drops that seems to be the MO of this franchise. I had already fully caught up with the Got It Memorized podcast that recaps the story in each game, but wanted to hear more Kingdom Hearts discussion. In the midst of the first pandemic wave, I started searching for a podcast that could provide hot takes on latest KH news drops at the time. That is how I found the Ansem Report podcast. The attractive podcast image and glowing reviews all but convinced me to give it a listen. <laughs> Okay, okay. Without a doubt, it has been the best podcast I've had a chance encounter with. I enjoyed the amazing synergy and banter between Jason and Mike so much, I immediately went to episode one and binged it. They are laugh out loud funny, but always respectful and have gathered a community of amazing people I never thought I'd interact with, especially on the internet where things are so polarized these days and typically sus. And typically degenerate. Yes. (laughs) Listening to the answers from the community discord for the question of the week segment on the pod are always so interesting and has made me like the pod even more than I already did. After a month or so listening, I began checking out their Twitch streams, not knowing what to expect since I don't play many video games in general. Not only am I a subscriber to their channel, I've become newly obsessed with all things Final Fantasy related to Kingdom Hearts, starting with Final Fantasy 15 and now Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Hashtag no regrets. I'm so glad to have discovered this podcast and joined the Super Spaghetti Bros community, even if it's led me to the discovery that I might have a thing for blonde, edgy, sad boys. Don't we all? <laughs> don't, yes, we don't we fucking all? I truly recommend this podcast to anyone. Give it a listen, and it could lead you to the most unexpected positive experience on the internet, as it has been for me. And and that's huge in the year of 2020. It's true. Wow, Miss Weiner. Wow. That thank so, you for so, the amazing review. So wholesome. Dude. That was so wholesome and, and beautiful and amazing. And it blows my mind that you haven't played Kingdom Hearts, 
but you like our podcast. And yeah. that's crazy to me. Yeah. Like that that's so cool and 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 makes me it That's my, actually nuts. It's actually nuts and it makes my heart swell to a large size. Maybe like it went from like two sizes too small right. to like normal. <laughs> normal. It just now my heart is normal it's size. Normal. I no longer am gonna die from a degenerative health uh, heart disease. Yes. Thank you, Miss Weinberg. You've <laughs> you saved, saved him single handedly. I also want to say, um, shout you, out you and the blonde boys. Yes. Before we before <laughs> we get to our email, I want to say shout out to our Greek freaks over in Greece. Yes, our Greek freaks. our Greek freaks who have made us the seventy fifth most listened to video game podcast wow. in Greece. Wow! Wow! Shout wow, out wow, to wow, our wow, Greek wow. freaks. We're only seventy four away. We're only we're only seventy four away. away. <laughs> love love y'all in Greece. <laughs> Next up, Jason, we have an email. From our good friend, Mr. Trumpeteer711, also known as Matt, also known as Trump. Uh, go check him out on twitch.tv slash Mr. Trumpeteer711. You want to hang out. out? Check him out. He's a good boy. And he says, I'm finally all caught up. Pog, baby. <laughs> hey, Mike and Jason, it's your boy, Matt, Mr. Trumpeteer711. So I started listening to this podcast at work back in January, and I'm finally all caught up. At the end of episode 48, Mike said, we're excited for 2020. And I thought to myself, oh, boy, that did not age well. Dear God. <laughs> that got me thinking that I should write a list of thoughts I have from the following episodes. So here you go. You I... don't have to read all this on air. You don't have to read any of this on air. I figured I'd share all my thoughts with you from episode 48 on. Since I've already said my only noted thought for episode 48, I'll start the list with episode 49. So he goes through and he different episodes he says different things some of it you might not have context some of it we might not have context but i'm doing it anyway oh my god so episode 49 i'll see if i can remember all of it dude episode 49 died laughing at the audible ad so much so that my boss was concerned i was gonna hyperventilate i don't remember that audible ad dude i don't remember it was it, a banger i don't <laughs> i don't remember if it was 49, a holly ad or if it was our ad i don't know it was a banger um episode 50 mike thought she would be the easiest data fight lmao got him episode 51 and this is when i was arguing with you about the sigil the recusant mm. sigil oh, okay yeah yeah the reason the sigil is what bound the sea salt trio together specifically instead of the sigil binding the whole organization together is because the sigil is the whole reason they met it's the whole reason they were able to become friends it's the whole reason any of them really felt anything true true episode 55 why is jason safe word onions <laughs> onions onions you just said onions guys i can't onions, ask him onions anymore. onions i feel I, really uncomfortable onions i can't ask him sorry he used the safe word episode 59 the 75 years later scene in remind explains how Shion was able to come back my favorite part of remind was all the extra cut scenes we got in the keyblade graveyard maze as for why they needed to break free of the sigil it was symbolic it's what brought them together so they could glow, grow closer but they needed to break free from it because it's not what bound them together anymore i Get fucked, Mike, first and foremost. Okay, here's what I'm going to say, because I don't want to uh, talk about this anymore. Uh, I can, When you guys tell me this... Know. He didn't know, guys. Right, right. Whatever he's saying, <laughs> don't listen to him. He didn't no, know. You he guys didn't act get like I don't understand it. I understand know. it. I just think it's stupid. Everybody went, oh my went God. all laughing at Mike because he didn't yeah, know. Okay, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know. <sighs> episode 60 i call rechain of memories kingdom hearts sonic blade wow claps to tara for beating <laughs> mutton chops on her first try no i call it i call it lethal frame he, he calls it sonic blade i call it i call it i call it simba 
<laughs> yeah. that's, that's about as far as I get. Simba. Simba and Cloud. Episode 64. I screamed at, what is Cloud doing? Zach is a king for asking Aqua out. Yes. Episode 65, which is our tier list. Vivi deserved at least B tier, but still, hashtag justice for Sora. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 66. I see that. See, some of this, I have no idea. Uh, Jason knows what's up with the mushroom at Yen Sid's tower. Bro, fuck that one. Oh, that it sucks? Yes. Okay, okay. I, fuck I, that one. <laughs> it's just fucking pure luck, dude, and it doesn't fucking work how it's supposed to. Fucking bullshit. There's like 10 videos on YouTube. You could go look up how to do that. I don't know what number it is, but like you could go look up. There'll be like 10 videos and every single time they're like, yeah, you just kind of do this and you just kind of keep trying and you try to make it go this way. There's no fucking way to make it go in a certain way. It's fucking random. (laughs) Episode 69. I was literally screaming the whole fanfic. Filthy jungle bitch. Uh, Tara, the five bo- by five point five or yeah, some shit. The five inch by five point five inch cock. Uh, <laughs> Tara had seen people say "filthy d- jungle bitch" like in Twitch, yeah, and just like in on the Discord. And she asked me, like, "What? What is filthy jungle bitch? Why do people say that?" And <laughs> I had like, to explain to her. Oh, oh no. so Tara, you should sit down. You know the fanfic we read, and she's like, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, he has sex with Jane and calls her a filthy jungle bitch." And she was like, "What? Jane's not even from the jungle." I go, "Exactly." <laughs> uh, episode seventy-one. I died laughing at another HMK rant. I'm, I don't know what I ranted okay, about, okay. but I, I'm sure it was something to do with something. Episode 72, Mike's bald mountain rendition made me laugh after a shitty day at work. You that's, know, that's, you know, bald mountain, that's right? Wholesome. That's wholesome. I don't know how it goes. The, I know it, but I, I can't think of how it goes. It's the song that plays when you fight Chernabog. Yeah, yeah. But I can't think of how it goes. It's like. My God. You're welcome. That's I the, just monk a goofed IRL, dude. That was a Family Jewels 7X cover of Night at Bald Mountain, but metal. But uh, metal. Episode 73, Jason hyperventilating about spending money on a mobile game had me hyperventilating. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, dude. Yeah. Episode 77, excuse you both, the famous Yeet is actually Yeetus Vanitas, not Guardian Yeeting Hainer. I don't know, dude. Like, Yeetus Vanitas is so famous that it's almost like... That, that, overrated yeah that one that one's the normie the the, the real fans know yeah, about real getting fans know. the real fans know the real fans had sorry it you're as, not a real fan man had it as their desktop background for ages yeah that was me that we're was the me. real fans real fans real fans are us episode 80 i was fully expecting energy to come after big dick i don't know what he's referencing but in a normal podcast you i might think have heard I, that. I probably called something big dick mm. Greek mythos nerd here. Even if Achilles had been fully submerged into the river Styx, <laughs> there still need to be a singular weak point somewhere in his body. The river Styx cannot grant complete physical invincibility. For it to grant the physical invincibility it does, the person submerged must either keep a body part out or think about a certain part of their body to become their weak point. In fact, I believe that weak point becomes especially vulnerable. But, dude, if his mom had just put him in, like, a sack. In, like, a fishing net, maybe. And then, okay, think of a better spot to be vulnerable. Like, (laughs) oh, my pancreas is vulnerable. How often is someone going to stab you right in the pancreas? Yeah. You know? I don't know. They could get lucky, dude. Yeah, that's true. 
You get lucky. That's true. Why don't you think about like the fucking like smallest little bit on like the back of your head? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna like think the fucking like like one fucking little speck, dude. My back molar. Yeah. Yeah, weak. dude. My fucking my <laughs> my fucking tonsils, dude. Like, what the fuck are you gonna hit me in my fucking tonsils, dude? Right. They have to like stab me and, like until, in my mouth until what struck throat then. Then you're fucked. Then you then you wait, get your wait, tonsils but out. But then you get your your tonsils removed. And then you die. No, no, no. And then you hide them. <laughs> you hide them in a jar. You hide them in like a like a chest, maybe. And then Sora and Donald and Goofy show up to your world. <laughs> and then <laughs> Luxord's looking for a box. And that's where your fucking tonsils are. The Master Masters has his tonsils in the box. We've, <laughs> we've solved it. Episode 84. I liked that Thor Ragnarok reference, Jason. I've been falling for 30 minutes. Thank you. Somebody noticed. Episode 86. Have fun with the side effects of NZT, the drug from Limitless, Jason. A system <laughs> where magic combines is one of my favorite things about Recom. Episode 88. I never knew you could speed up the podcast. It was always right on the screen, but I never looked at it because I always put it in the Spotify queue for after a few songs while I was driving to and from work. And lastly, as a general thought, I'd review y'all with six out of five stars, but I listen to the podcast on Spotify. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. We, we appreciate um, the email. I know we didn't understand all the references on our own damn podcast, but that's okay because uh, it's we, on brand. It's on brand. And we've made a lot of different jokes over the years, but yes, we appreciate you. We, like you said, we every- can almost literally say over the years and it be fucking actually true. Yeah. And January will be two years. Holy shit. I know, dude. Holy shit. And it all started with a letter. It began with a letter. All right. So thank you, everybody. If you want to be like Trump, you can email us at the answer. Well, hold on. Let me rephrase that. If you want to be like Matt, Mr. Trumpeteer 711, <laughs> you can email us I, at. Guys, this is not a fucking political ad, podcast okay? at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, if you want to review us on Apple Podcasts like Miss Weinrib did, you can do that as well. You can also join our Discord and hit us up there. You can hit us up on Twitter at Spike Getty Bros. And uh, you can follow us on Twitch at Super Spike Getty Bros. Twitch.tv slash Super Spaghetti Bros. My mind just blanked. I've gone cross-eyed. What are we talking about? <laughs> Moving on. We have a uh, interview here. A live Q&A with <gasps> Yoko Shimomura. The goat. The, the literal goat. The queen. The literal goat. And thank you to our good friend, Orpheus Joshua. Orpheus Joshua! At KH13, who has a translation of the uh of the questions asked and answered. So we're going to go through it a little bit. I also want to say... <laughs> When we were looking at that song list last week Mm -hmm. and we were like, there was like repeat songs on it, you know? Like, I was like, oh, that, that song, we already saw that song. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was, and you were like, kind of weird, Cage 13. Joshua commented on the YouTube, goes, hey, uh, LOL, thanks for letting me know about those repeat songs. I fixed it. And then I felt like such a dick. And I was like, no, (laughs) Joshua, we fucking love you, please. (laughs) So blame Jason for that one, Joshua. (laughs) He was the one that was like, kind of weird, Cage 13. Oh, God damn. That's funny. This is a short QA. We saved this. Post. <laughs> what i said we saved the scuffed post dude it's good now yeah we helped you out <laughs> we'll take 10 percent of ad revenue <laughs> um yoko shimamura facebook live 
Q&A, questions and answers. It's a shorter interview, so we're going to kind of run through it real quick. And again, thank you to Cage 13 and Orpheus Joshua. We're not going to read every question because some of it's kind of like, okay, uh, who are, what musicians inspire you? And she didn't say The weekend, so I don't want to hear the answer. Um, <laughs> but here's the question. <laughs> if you could play one song of yours for someone who has never heard of Kingdom Hearts, what song would it be and why? Ooh, and that's she a said, good question. It's really hard for me to choose one, but if I must, it would be the title song, Dearly Beloved. Oh, yeah. It is the title song and has also been a song that has been with the series since the very beginning. I think it is one of the most iconic songs. That's why I would choose Dearly Beloved. And I must say, Yoko is an icon, Jason. Yes. Because she called her own song iconic. Yeah. And only an icon can do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also, that's the fucking only answer. That's the right answer. That's the only answer. Because, like, I love Hikari slash Simple and Clean. But it kind of gives you the wrong idea. Yeah. Because, like, not all the songs are like that. Where Dearly Beloved is, like, ugh, right in the field. Right. Dude. Well, and it's also, like, yeah, also, like, throughout the entire fucking series. Yes. And used in a bunch of songs as well. Yeah, the motif. Yeah. The le, le motif. Yeah. <sighs> I forgot the F. F. Uh, next question. You've been working on the series for almost 20 years, Shimamura-san. How has this experience influenced you as a composer? And she replies... While working on Kingdom Hearts, I know that many fans like the series, like my music, and all of you fans' cheers, your voices, your comments. They really cheer me up at times in my personal life where I've had some hardships to overcome. Your voices always help in cheering me up and really motivates me to always proceed forward. So I'd like to express my deepest gratitude to all my fans who love my music. Aww. <laughs> we love you, Yoko. Who is your favorite Kingdom Hearts character? So I have to choose again. If I have to choose my favorite character, as I've been saying from interviews in my early stages, it would be Riku. But I do love all the characters. Dude. He's a handsome guy. He is. That, I'm not surprised by that. Riku's Riku's best boy. Besides Rox. Dearly Beloved is one of the most... <laughs> not Rox's division. <laughs> yeah. Best boy, not Rox's division. Dearly Beloved is one of the most important pieces in the entire series. When you're tasked with composing for a new game, how do you come back to the theme and go at it with a new approach each time? She says, I always think about what to do for each and every version, each and every game. And so I try to think fresh and new. So for example, for Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, I would have this image. And for Kingdom Hearts 3, I would have this image. So I would have my own personal image first. I will build my image first. Then next, I would clear out my mind and try to cultivate all the images of the game I'm working on within me and let it all out. That is what I do. That's too five head for yeah, me. Yeah, I dude. don't even know. <laughs> That's way too five head for me. I think me, there's dude. some translation stuff there too. I but think I... also like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, I have an image, and then I create my own image, and then I clear my head out and have but another. Then image. I get all the images together, and then I take the limitless drug. And yeah, ZT. I, I think I think she is limitless. You know what? I think Yoko might be immortal. Holy yeah, fuck, she might be, dude. Which battle soundtrack was your favorite to compose and why? I always get so pumped for boss battles listening to the music. All right, that's a little editorial interviewer. We don't need all that. Uh, Shimamura okay, says... Okay, no, I liked that touch, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Shimamura says, so I have to choose again. It's really hard for me to choose the best battle song because I put all my emotions into all the songs. But if I have to choose one, it would be She Owns Vector to the Heavens. Oh, hell yeah. This is because a lot of fans say this is their favorite song. People tell me that it really moves their hearts and makes them cry. I'm really happy that all my fans think that way. And because it is my fans favorite, I'm going to have to go with Vector of the Heavens. Hell yeah, Yoko. Dude. Vector of the Heavens stand right here. People's champion, dude. Yoko. She's the people's champ, dude. This next question is pretty interesting to me because I've always thought about this with her. How do you manage to create new themes for Disney worlds that already had iconic soundtracks? Was it not difficult to create new themes that differ from the original movie soundtracks? 
And she says, the fact that I've been a big fan of Disney music and the world of Disney ever since I was small, even the new movies, the new atmosphere and the worlds I adore. But if I listen to the music too much, it will be very similar. I will get too much influence from the music itself. So as I said, with dearly beloved, what I try to do is have a lot of input, regardless of genre, watching movies, listening to music and to fill myself up with lots of inspirations. Then to think of the image for Kingdom Hearts and let my image, everything I've put into myself, flow out. Yes, it is very hard at times, but the creation process is really a joy for me. Okay. Um, wait a second. <laughs> this is getting kind of <laughs> sus, guys. What do you mean? What's <laughs> sus about it? Dude, you don't ever like... Dude, like... You don't I... even get an image and then let your own image overtake it okay. and then pour it out? Like... No, never in my entire <laughs> life. Like, no, absolutely not, and not even in like a, not not even in like a symbolic way. <laughs> okay, so this is a little confusing because when I first saw this interview, I saw people saying that she was confirming these songs for Melody of Memory, but I don't think that's what's going on here because it's not listed at all in this article. So. The question is, you have picked 10 songs from New Kingdom Hearts 3 soundtrack. Can you tell us a bit about each of them? And I think they're just saying she picked th th 10 songs to talk about. To talk about. Interview. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. But I saw people saying, oh, they're in Melody and Memory. And I don't know if that's the case. Oh, I mean, they could be. Who knows? Uh, Dearly beloved Kingdom Hearts 3 version. As I've been explaining throughout the session, it is the title iconic song. It's a song that is played on the title screen. So I think it's very iconic and currently the latest version of Dearly Beloved. Toy Box Jam. My image for KH is filled with bright and fun battle music, so that's why I chose the Toy Box Jam. Monstropolis Now. It's a fun song with a little bit of a comical touch, and you get the image of monsters waddling and walking, so that's why I chose this fun number. Mm. Frozen Wonderland. At first, I thought I might have a little bit of a hard time thinking of a tune because of the image of Frozen being so big, but once I started working on it, it was pretty easy. The image of ice and snow, I think I was able to put that image into the song, and since the Northern Hemisphere is entering the season of winter, I thought this tune would be perfect. No Surrender. This is one of the boss songs, and the composer who I worked with, Mr. Ishimoto, worked on most of the boss songs. I wrote two boss songs within the game, so that's why I chose this fifth song. I like how it's like, and I know this is like partly the translation, but it's like how I like pad like a paper I have to write. Oh, yeah. Like, this is my favorite thing. Blah, blah, blah. Things about that thing. That's why I chose this as my favorite thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Well, no one even like talks like that. Yeah, right. So it's like, it's the weirdness from Japanese to English. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it just is. Uh, Stranded Beyond. This is a lonely, melancholy tune with the image of heading towards the end. This is the sixth number I chose. Scala and Kayum. This wasn't first introduced in Kingdom Hearts 3. It was introduced earlier, but for me personally, I really felt the flow and fade of this tune is reoccurring again. This is an atmosphere that I can't explain with words. I really like the atmosphere that this tune is trying to express. That's why I chose seventh number Scholar Kaim. When was that introduced, if not in Kingdom Hearts 3? Um, was that like in Union Cross at one point? Yeah, maybe it was Union Cross or... Yeah, like it Mm. I don't know. That seems weird because I remember people like freaking out about that theme when KH3 came out. Well, wait, it, what, what about back cover? I don't think it's in back cover. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of like the battle music. That's not what it's called. The battle music is not called Skalakayam. 
Yeah, I'm thinking just the main theme. It's the main theme. You're right. You're yeah, right. You're yeah. right. I think that might have been in Union Cross. Yeah, like Union Cross or the back, or back cover. cover yeah. yeah. Edge of Existence. It's a battle song, but it's not so heavy and not so drastic. It really conveys the feeling of moving towards the end. The feeling of, yes, it's entering the last phase is really expressed in this number. So again, this is a nuance I can't explain in words, but I really like the atmosphere this tune is trying to express. Knocked <laughs> Flugel, which is the name of Yozora's music. This is a new piece I wrote for Remind DLC. It is a very piano concerto-ish piece in which I challenged myself. What were you going to say? It was like the person translating this, like the, the best word that they could think of or like the direct like translation was like image, right? Mm-hmm. And then they were writing it and they were like, fuck, dude, I'm saying image too much. What's another word for image? atmosphere yeah okay now let's say atmosphere every few well words. it's hard man translating is fucking hard yeah <laughs> uh and then wave of darkness one i decided to choose numbers from every disc and this is a song from kingdom arts 2.8 i've really fond memories of this number because i was blessed with the opportunity to play it live with the orchestra with a music video playing in the background so i've i really have good memories with this and also because it's from kh 2.8 i have this image that this tune is kind of a bridge that goes across the kh 3 that is why this is a very dear tune for me all right, two more questions. Dude, you're telling me on stage she folk excellent full comboed that bitch? Yeah, dude. That's nuts. Um, <laughs> I just want to say something. Actually, correct. On performer mode. I, I just want to say this right now. We haven't seen Yoko Shimomura and our friend Preferred Whale in the same That's true. Room. That is true. That is true. Everyone keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. We haven't seen them together ever. I would like to ask Shimomura-san for her comments regarding this digital release to the whole world. It's really a great honor for me that such vast amounts of my music are being released digitally worldwide at the same time. It means a lot that all of you fans can have access to all my music at the same time. I'm very honored and happy that many fans will be able to listen to my music that will all be digitally released at the same time. At the same time. I don't think this can happen all the time at the same time. Digital release global at once at the same time. I'm very, very honored. I added some at the same times in there. Honestly, only like one. Yeah. Every other one was actually there. <laughs> Last question. Could you give a message to the fans watching about this exciting digital release? Thank you very much for this. I have to apologize that I kept you fans waiting after the release of the game itself, but it's very high in volume with a lot of songs. Not only from KH3, but also from the DLC and also the numerous music pieces from the games that had not yet received the soundtrack. They're all included in this digital release. Lots of music means lots of time for you to listen, but I sincerely hope you take your time to listen to my beloved music and to also spend your time finding your favorite song on the soundtrack. So also, that, I was creating an entire musical game. Right. <laughs> I have a lot of shit going on, okay? Uh, so, basically, this, this, this soundtrack should be out soon on Spotify, on Apple Music, on everything, dude. So that's pretty yeah. hype, dude. Hell so yeah. I'm excited to, like, when I'm, like, doing work at my real job, just turning on some Kingdom Hearts 3, dude. Oh, yeah. And just jamming. And learning the names of these songs, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. It's going to be hype. That's also something I'm, like, excited for for Mom. Yes. Yes. Because I didn't know uh, Rustling Forest was the name of that song. Right. I knew Hand in Hand. I knew it was Welcome to Wonderland, I guess. Or maybe I didn't. I didn't. I guess I didn't. But that makes sense. Like, I could have guessed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, Wave of Darkness 1. I knew it was called Wave of Darkness. I guess. I don't know what Wave of Darkness 2 is. But I guess we'll find out. And get destroyed. Speaking of Melody of Memory, Jason, I got one last thing to go over. So, Twitter user Orchestra 
um, has a bunch of has a Twitter thread where they have a bunch of um, they did some data mining into the demo. Okay. Okay. And um, there's a couple tweets I found interesting from this that I'm just gonna go over. First, first, there's a full list of games that have music in the game according to the the data mining. Right. So right. one, one final mix, com, recom, two, two final mix, days, coded, recoded, BBS, BBS final mix, 3D, 3D HD, key, key back cover, union cross, point two, two point eight, three, three remind. What is ISMD? I don't know what ISMD is series name ismd and then series name other titles oh is oh that that's the um orchestra it's like oh okay i don't remember what the title is but it's i think that's the orchestra i'm pretty sure it like the world of trace stuff or no it's the one before that okay and then other titles is probably like the piano version right 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 right. so that's interesting in the text archives it mentions 205 songs. Hmm. The asset bundle used for playing levels mentions 205 event courses. So my guess is that means they're counting the co-op and then the regular version as separate songs. Because hmm. if it was 200, over 200 songs, they would say, this game has over 200 songs. So I think they're probably going, okay, um, all for one or one for all, whichever one it is. There's That's the kind soul. of worrying that there won't be that many co-op songs, then. That's still like 60 co-op songs. Yeah. I don't know. Because yeah. I'm, I'm assuming not every song will be co-op. Right, yeah. You, you couldn't do that. Right. I still think it's a quite a bit of co-op songs. Hmm. That's my guess for that. And then finally, and most comically, the tweet says, how do you get banned from Kingdom Hearts Melody Memory? Simple. By using one of the words in the banned words list. Maybe we'll have a chat feature. Who knows? Many lewd phrases and drug names are banned, as well as the word honkers. So here's a list of songs or names that are banned that she that she listed here. Rim job, rimming, Robitussin, hmm. testicle, testicles, tit, tit fuck, tits, titty, titty with a Y, not an IE, tit wank, tit dash wank. Hell, heroin, Himmler, Hitler, Holocaust, homo, homos, homosex, honkers, milkers, prick, prostitute, Prozac, pube, pubes, pubic, pussy, quaalude, queer, and then that's all she listed. So there are quite a bit of banned words. I don't know. Maybe like you name your file or something. Maybe. I don't know, but I just thought that was funny. Yeah, maybe maybe you 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 create a name or something because there is the online aspect of right. it, right? Right. It must be something like that. But uh, if you're planning on naming your uh, name Titfuck, sorry, or Titwink, sorry you fucking sorry, horny you, bastards, you horny bastards, horny on main dude. So thank you to uh, at Orchestra Caitlin for posting that stuff. Go check. There's a lot of interesting stuff in the thread. A lot of art. So I highly recommend you go follow her if you're interested in that. Really big Twitter thread, actually, with a lot of stuff. Interesting. Speaking of interesting, Jason. Time for my favorite part of the podcast. It's time to go down that long and dark road. Brand new phone game. 
Mr. Nomura. Download Blue Stacks and grind on your computer. Make some new friends. They all have big keys. They'll all be dead by the time we reach chapter three. Dark Road, take me home to the place where I belong. Scarlet Coyote, Zenor Mama, take me home. Dark Road. All right, Jason, here's the deal with Dark Road. They added a new card. It's Sora in his Halloween Town costume. That there he sense. is. That makes sense. He's a red card. He uses the move Pumpkin Bounce. Bounce, bounce, pumpkin bounce. Okay. Bounce, bounce, pumpkin bounce. It's a strong physical attack that consumes 10% of the bonus gauge. Adds power plus five. If this card is, succeeds in consuming 10% of the gauge, its power value will be in will be the ones in the brackets when the gauge is less than 10 percent, this effect will not be activated i don't know what that means if this card succeeds in consuming 10 percent of the gauge its power value will be the ones in brackets so saying plus five if it was level one it would be oh i see i see the bracket the base power of yes 38 yes. okay i see it now I didn't see that before. Okay. So that card has been added to the Halloween Town card. Attack plus two. Oh, my God. Uh, you still get 3,000 jewels already. And then there's a new uh, Halloween event till the 8th of November. Take on the special free battle in Wonderland to get Halloween accessories up to 1,000 jewels and premium quest keys and more from the mission board. So these accessories are actually kind of hype because they're good and you don't have to grind for them. So you can earn the pumpkin belt, the candy earrings, the spiderweb badge, and the candy crown. And all those are plus five to their different stats, which is way better than the like normal stuff you can craft without like grinding, grinding, grinding. Dude, that reminds me of back in the day when I used to play Maple Story, and they'd have an event, and they'd be like, "Yo, here's this, here's this pole arm. It's a fucking spear with a fucking uh, like uh, what the fuck." The like pumpkins that are full of candy. What the fuck? What a, the fuck is a, that called? A, Just a pumpkin? A pumpkin? I don't know. A pumpkin. But it's full of bin. candy, right? Yeah. And it's fucking juiced. It's literally juiced. Like ten plus ten dollar stats. It's fucking juiced. It's juiced. Well, I'm glad it brought up that fun memory for you. Yes. You know what's not gonna be a fun memory for me? Having to grind for this. Well, actually though those those missions aren't bad. Mm. The one's kinda tough for me right now. But I can beat it if I don't auto it. Mm. If I the other that the, sounds absolutely egregious. Well, there's one not that you, auto battling. The first one I can auto. The second one I can't. But not you only have to defeat like fifty of them, so it's not that bad. Oh. Anyway, I have one draw, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hope for that Sora pumpkin bounce, baby. Let's go. One draw. It's here, right here, right here. Here you go. Two of them. Oh boy! Two of them. He got oh, two of them, guys. No. Guys, he got two of them. And by that, I meant two cards total, dude. Nope. One card. Oh my god! And you know who it was? Uh, Waka. Oh. So my Waka sitting on my bench is plus two. Nice. So fun and fancy free. Love Dark Road. Dude. How many rainbow points do I got? 
if it wasn't for the free jewels, that would have been like three full cleared events. Yep. I just know. to get that. I know. I'm aware. The Halloween card's 300 points. I have 128. So all I'm missing is Cloud, Shion, Marluxia, Larxene, Zexion, Halloween Sora, and Key Art number two. Key Art number two is the thousand. Yeah, that's the big one. boy one. Oh, I don't have Axel either. Actually, I have way more cards that I don't have. What I'm just, the I'm just an idiot. Fuck. Anyway, that's Dark Road. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna do the thing and the thing. The thing that we normally do. All right, bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Answer Report podcast, the longest running Kingdom Hearts podcast on the internet. Everywhere. In every circle you ever have seen, we are the number one Kingdom Hearts longest running show. Podcast. Pod, pod, pod bean. Anyway, Jason, before we get into the cabin of remembrance, I just want to give a quick shout out if, if you'll allow me. I will allow it. Thank you. I want to shout out our good friends, uh, Corinne, a.k.a. DJ Corn, and Frank, who celebrated their uh, one-year wedding anniversary this week. I just want to give them a shout-out, because they're cool people. Shout-outs. May your hearts be your guiding key. All right, moving on. Let's. I thought that was like a segue, dude. I thought no. that was like a five brain segue. No, I just wanted to. I, know, I, was I like, just wanted to tell them. I was like, okay, what? Well, I just wanted to tell what them. Could possibly congratulate them. To do anything. It's just me congratulating. <laughs> I, I'm them. fine with it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're fine with it, dude. I'm, I'm fine with it, but I thought I thought this was some five brain shit. No, dude, dude it's just me being it's... nice. <laughs> two two people who 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 are are friends of the podcast, you know. Yes. Anyway, that we love and appreciate. Let's go into the Cavern of Remembrance. Uh, Cavern of Remembrance, if you don't know, we ask for suggestions from you guys in our Discord about different topics that you might not be clear about or confused about or just might not understand, and we are going to try to explain it. I don't know what the topic is this week. Jason does. He's going to tell me. I have three minutes to try and explain it off the dome. And then Jason has unlimited amounts of time to explain it after the fact. Oh, no. Jason, are you ready to give me my topic? Because I got the timer ready. <laughs> it closed my fucking... Because, it... okay, it's been fucking hours since we recorded the first part. And I had the shit pulled up. But then we needed to stream. And so now I don't have the shit pulled up. Well, you got you got three minutes to find it. Yeah, I, want... I need to find the question first. Oh, okay. Because I can't remember who asked it. Fair. Okay. All right, I have the question. Let's do it. Prepare to be griefed. It's from the eternally griefed. Tyler Tylerips. He says, explain how Ansem, S-O-D, is the only heartless we see with a human form. Go. Uh, well, 
uh, I so said go. He basically, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, is a very uh, strong-willed individual. And to be honest with you, I'm not so sure he's a Heartless. Maybe he's, in fact, not one. And he's possibly just a... Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what he is, okay? But basically... He's a sexy Terranor, specimen. Terranort splits himself <laughs> in two by unlocking his heart. And then his heartless... Uh, he just goes to Kingdom Hearts 1, and he's there, and he does a lot of things. And he's really misinformed about things in Kingdom Hearts 1. But also, that's what we like to call in the business a retcon. He's retconned in a lot of ways. So I don't really know. I think a lot of the stuff we learn about him initially isn't true anymore. And I wouldn't be surprised if Nomura was pressed on it. If Nomura was like, well, yeah, he's not really a heartless, actually. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's been nobody else that has gone. Like, all those other guys are strong-willed dudes. You know, Zigbar yeah. is Luju. And we didn't see his heartless. Right. But it could just be somewhere Alexius? else. Alexius? Pure motherfucking strength. We didn't see his heartless. Well, the question is... Zyx? Does Luju, every time he transfers body, like, make a new nobody in heartless? Right. And that's not even what the topic is, but you're right. There's more... We don't know enough about this process, yeah. is my is my opinion. Yeah. And so while I hate I think to... I have a Keyblade right here. We could test it if you want to... Dude, just stab me in the fucking heart, dude. <laughs> just fucking stab me, and, and I'll split into two... And you'll be like, whoa. So, and we'll find out there was somebody inside you the whole time. Oh my gosh. Who? I don't know. We have to. Here you go. Here you go, buddy. Okay, I'm going to stab myself <laughs> on air. Good luck with the question of the week, Jason. <laughs> Mike is fucking dead. Are you... Mike, get the fuck up. Dude. Dude. Hello, Jason. Oh, fuck. It's I, Chick Slam. <laughs> I am Mike's nobody. Okay, how are... How, do you know where your heartless is, and how is he or is he not human form? Yeah. Thank you. He's just a shadow. <laughs> actually, actually, he's one of those big. He's not even. A, he's not even a he's, shadow. He's one of those large bodies. <laughs> so he's a large bandit. Yeah, large, uh, a fat bandit. <laughs> um, but I am Chick Slam, and I'm here to uh, finish the podcast with you. Oh, as Mike's nobody. You will definitely remember this. Bit and also, time. also, I'm here to collect hearts. Hmm. The hearts of man to make a yellow kingdom hearts. Hmm. That adds up. But before, I'll do that after the podcast. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. You know, like, if we didn't finish this and you also didn't edit it afterwards, uh, I don't think we get episode 90 of the longest running Kingdom Hearts podcast in any world line. Well, luckily for you, I, Chicksalab, are very good at editing. Oh, 
Fucking perfect, dude. I got uh, the the large body got like the, some shit skills. I yeah, got the good he's ones. <laughs> he's he's I got, dog shit. I got the good skills. I can edit, mm. and and uh, you're fucking shredded. I'm ripped. I'm abs absolutely all the ripped. Is all the, the fat went to the large body, and yeah. here I am, just absolutely toned. Uh, Chick slam. That's me. The the you nobody. also grew like a foot. You're fucking massive, dude. Yes, I am seven foot seven. <laughs> just. A whole foot shorter than Swolea. <laughs> it's nothing to laugh at. Yeah, th that man is huge. <laughs> anyway, what is the uh, answer? There is no answer. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so I read a bunch of articles. Some kind of old, like pre KH3, right? Okay. And we got some extra info in KH3 that kind of changed it a little bit. And, 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 uh, like, originally, people were like, yo, like, back in the day, they were like, yo, how the hell Ansem got a body when he a heartless, though? Yes. And they were like, yo, Not a large the only body. time we, that we start to see he has a body is after he possesses Riku. And people thought uh... at the time that the way that he got a body was because of Riku. Because even back in the day, people were like, yo... He's like a cloaked figure at the beginning, but like, yes, let's the, be real. The, the he's potato not, sack. Yeah, they're like, let's be real. He's not. He, he's probably like darkness. Like there's no body actually there, right. right? Yes. So even back in the day, people were like, yo, it's because he like pretty much like ripped off his body from Riku or whatever, right? Right. But now we know that that's uh, a lot less plausible that it's more that like he's just a fucking heartless like his body is not like a, a body in the same sense as like it would be for anybody else right so um I'm gonna reference this from the Kingdom Hearts wiki ah yes great website from Kingdom Hearts. I know Michael. Fandom.com. Michael used that one all the time yes, in his Cabin of Remembrance it's, it's research. A, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, and it says that Ansem Seeker of Darkness is Xehanort's Heartless via Terra to Xehanort. So Terranort. Right. His physical appearance closely resembles that of a youthful master Xehanort. He serves as the main antagonist in Kingdom Hearts and all that type of shit, right? Due to intentionally separating his heart from his body and soul before he gave into the darkness, Ansem retained his selfhood and intelligence after transformation into a heartless. Because he could think out his plans and pass for a human, he was able to destroy nearly every world in the Kingdom Hearts universe with, uh, without revealing his identity up until being confronted by up until he confronted Sora at the final keyhole in Hollow Bastion. So he gained a gaining a body after his time as the ro robed figure, he gains the heartless emblem becoming a emblem heartless. Okay. Interesting. So it's because he has the free will and the because smart. he he stabbed Cause, himself. Because all heartless are just like I'm gonna eat the heart. It, it, that's like how. That's all they want. So like, wait, I think we just created a plot hole. We ourselves created a plot hole. You yeah, just, that's pretty normal. You just stabbed yourself. Yes. With a keyblade. Yes. And you're heartless. 
is stupid? <laughs> yes. Oh. I, uh, well, I shouldn't say I. I'm the nobody, Chickslet. <laughs> but Michael, not very bright. <laughs> not much of a planner. Mm. He doesn't look like the kind of guy who has a plan. Did he He's like a dog know. chasing cars. <laughs> he wouldn't know what to do if he got one. Well, thank so. you, Chickslam, for uh, not all not only uh, continuing this cavern of remembrance with me, but also editing the podcast afterward with your skills oh, and, uh, and intellect and shredded body. If if I remember like, correctly, absolutely shredded. If I remember correctly, uh, we have the question of the week to do as well. Yes, yes. Can I sit in on that? Uh, I would be honored. Ah. It's the question of the week. <laughs> I listened to that the show, good. actually. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're kind of a fanboy. Uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a Ansem Report podcast stan. Oh. If you will. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Me, Chick Slam. Anyway. So, okay, okay. Uh, Chick Slam, j- just between us. Who's the better host, dude? Michael, who you have done nothing but flame and called fat and stupid... I didn't call him fat. Or me. <laughs> I didn't call him fat. I said his... Confirmed built different by the community and on stream. Well, I'd like to say that uh, I, Chick Slam, not Michael, are a better host. That wasn't the question. Than you. That was not the question, nor is that the question of the week. Anyways, on to the question of the week. Yes. Here's the question of the week from our good friend... Or you're a good friend. Not mine. Did you have no friends or feelings. I don't. I, I don't have a heart. Which it's... Uh, maybe. It's kind of weird that we're, we're the ones without hearts, but we're called nobodies, and then the heartless have hearts. Don't have hearts. I'm a little confused. <laughs> I, I was born five minutes ago. Okay? Yeah, that, that, understandable. So, uh, new spooky question of the week from Kyrie's Bro. Kind of spooky question. What would the Kingdom Hearts characters dress up for Halloween? Also, would they go trick-or-treating, party, or scare the kids trick-or-treating? Wow. What a... Wow, this is... You guys That's really kind of fucked up. Who would scare kids <laughs> trick-or-treating? You guys really do the important work on this podcast, huh? <laughs> I escape says, question of the week. Oh, snap. I'm the first, unless someone posts before I do. Editor's note. Wahaha, I'm victorious. I like this guy. <laughs> he set on his goals. Yes. And he did an evil laugh when he was victorious. True. All nobodies are evil, Jason. Maybe. Every single one of Maybe. Us. Kind of spooky answer, but Axel would definitely scare kids and then give them candy for it afterwards. I don't know why, but I imagine Axel dressing up in a barrel filled with fake firecrackers. Hmm. Riku would have okay. to be convinced to go out trick-or-treating, I think. I just got PTSD from the barrel spiders, by the way. Ah, yes, it is similar to uh, yeah. that thing in Kingdom Hearts 1 I definitely know about. Yeah. S- Sora would convince him yeah. because Sora won't share his candy. Riku would dress up as maybe a bat like his Dream Eater in DDD, or maybe the T-Rex one because that one is such a boss. Mm. Mickey yeah. would party because I imagine him having a massive cavity issue if he had candy. Like he would go on a sugar craze and literally try not to fall into darkness until sugar goes away. I'd imagine he would dress up like that secret boss in DDD. I forget his name. 
He looked like Pete. He means Julius. Hmm. The one that climbs out of the sewer and you have to throw King balloons. King Julian, yes. Throw balloons at. King Julian, I like to move it, move it. Sora would rock his Halloween town just like Donald and Goofy. I can see Kyrie being a zombie cat because why not? <laughs> a zombie cat. I added the uwu. She would party too. Luju would dress up like the master of masters because he likes to troll. He would do all of the above, trick-or-treat, scare kids, and teepee people's houses and egg them. Tara would dress up as Xehanort because every Halloween, Xehanort returns and possesses him for that single candy-driven night because Xehanort has dentures and misses the crunch of a snicker bar with real teeth. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Aqua dresses up as a slutty, younger Maleficent just to (laughs) piss her off. Oh my god. Mainly because of what she did to Tara in BBS. Sounds more like a Larxene move, but maybe Larxene dresses up as slutty Aqua to piss her off. (laughs) And that's just too wacky to be a thing. Ven would dress up as a character who remembers his past. Yep, I said it's no candy for Ven until he remembers his past. Yeah. Agreed. Thank you, you, I escape. Agreed. Broondox. And cleans his room. It's fucking disgusting. Who cleans the room? Nope. Everyone should. uh, Nobody's aren't very tidy. No. We don't have hearts. Well, yeah, why do you What do we for? need to be tidy for? I don't know. Actually, they're kind of they're kind of clean in in Not the me. world that never was, dude. Except for Roxas and Shion, like they kind of got like shells everywhere. Yeah. Just littered. Don't even get me started on those shells. Brundox, Ragu's Union says, "You know I'm a fiend for these long question of the weeks." Sora always makes his own costume with varying success. He begs Donald to conjure the one he uses in Halloween Town, but he won't let him because he's busy. He goes trick-or-treating every year and stays out all night long hitting as many houses as possible. Riku used to do something edgy with a lot of makeup like a vampire, but now he prefers to stay home and hand out candy. Sometimes Sora will drag him along, forcing him to assemble a last-minute costume that's somehow better than Sora's. Hmm. The Wayfinder Trio stays at home and has a movie marathon. Tara secretly wishes he could go trick-or-treat again, but he knows he'd be judged because he's like 30 years old now. <laughs> he's kind of a boomer. The Seesaw Trio. Shion and Axel drag Roxas unwillingly to extreme haunted houses, and sometimes the Twilight Town gang joins them. Axel goes in very confident into the first big scare, at which point Shion mocks him for the rest of the night for running away. Isa doesn't get the appeal of it at all. The Disney Castle crew host a Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party at the castle, which is a real thing that happens at Disney World and Disneyland. Wow. It's pretty cool. How do you know that, Chick Slam? Uh, because I have memories of my former oh, self. Just, just vague memories. And uh, I remember Mike's girlfriend, Tara, telling mm. him about it. Mm. Not the Tara you talk about on this podcast constantly. Mm. He's a man. With the cool pants? I'm indifferent on the pants. <laughs> Vanitas dresses as himself and scares small children to steal their candy. Ansem and Zemnis co-host a massive rager at the castle that never was for all the villains. Zigbar and Luxor try to one-up each other every year with how elaborate they can make their pirate costumes. Marley and Larxene <laughs> cosplay as a famous video game or anime duo. Later, I'll probably post a list of everyone's costume, but I don't want to make you guys read that all, so I'll stop here. Happy spooky day, everyone. Alex, sadly not built different. Oh. That's very sad, Alex. <laughs> You're making a nobody feel. I mean, for you, I don't... 
I don't feel things. I don't have a heart. Mm. You just know intuitively that that's sad. I know from my short time of, of being in existence or non-existence that that's how you're supposed to act when someone says something pathetic. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is pathetic. I can agree. For costumes, everybody... Imagine not being built different. I, I couldn't possibly imagine it. I say as I wash my clothes on my abs. Washboard. Washboard abs. That's me. Chicksalam. Call me Chicksy for short. His name is Chicksalam because he slams a bunch of chicks, dude. <laughs> yes, that is correct. <laughs> I am I'm quite the slayer, if you will. <laughs> Love them and leave them. That's what Chicksalam always says. <laughs> Anyway, this sad guy. <laughs> for costumes, everyone dresses up as other video game characters. Sora would dress up as Cloud for self-explanatory reasons. Yeah. Riku yeah. would dress up as Dante from DMC. Ooh, okay. Kyrie would dress up as Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, okay, yeah. Roxas would dress up as Zack since Sora is going as Cloud. Okay. Yeah. Axel would go as Reno because he's ordered by law to do so. <laughs> yeah, by the laws of everything. That seems quite strict on the laws. Shion would go as Claire Redfield from Resident Evil 2. Okay. Namine would go as Zelda. Ventus hmm. would go as Venetus because he secretly loves his suit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Aqua would go as Lightning from Final Fantasy 13. Terra would go as Leon because he wants to be as swole as him. Yeah. Have you ever seen how short Terra is compared to Leon? Holy fuck. This goals. Donald and Goofy would go as Beavis and Butthead. Not <laughs> video game characters, but oh well. Actually, there is a Super Nintendo game called Beavis and Butthead. Wow. You learned a little something today, Alex. You zoomer. Mickey wants to scare the shit out of people, so he's going as everybody's favorite horny bastard, Jiminy Cricket. No! Fuck. The organization would all be characters from Fire Emblem, because they <laughs> just keep coming back at the worst possible times. As for what they would do on Halloween... The Soras, Kyrie, Nominee, and Shion would definitely go trick-or-treating. They all compare to different small candies they got, while Ventus keeps getting motherfucking king-size shit. I guess people just really like his costume. As for the others, Riku, Axel, Terra, and the organization would be at the bar, drinking the night away while scaring the drunken shit out of each other. Aqua's epic lightning costume looked like shit, so she gets salty and drinks with the boys. Also, Vanitas somehow manages to sneak into the bar, but nobody fucking cares because they're all drunk. The mm. Disney crew would hold a Halloween party where everyone meets up to play games for the rest of the night. Everyone keeps the distance from Mickey because of horrendous costume. Sora and Riku card yeah. pumpkins. Tara drowns in the Bob for Apples pit. I don't know what it's called. The Disney crew would play music. <laughs> Ventus would play spin the bottle with the girls, but instead of actually kissing them, he gives them a Hershey's kiss because that's the real way to play. And the <sighs> others would just say random gibberish on the couch or, well, they're drunk. I must say, Outs. If that's really how you play spin the bottle, you are not built different. <laughs> Dingus. That's a funny name. Says, the only thing I can picture is Shion in a costume that's way too big for her. Papa Axel picked out Star Wars costumes for everyone. Axel is Darth Vader. Roxas is Luke Skywalker. Okay. But he overestimated Shion's size and got her a Princess Leia costume. You know, the white dress one. That is oversized and baggy, with her sleeves mm. going past her hands, tripping over her dress all okay. night, and her wig constantly sliding down over her face. 
But she doesn't care. She's having fun pretending to be a princess. And she hasn't even seen Star Wars. Hmm. Hmm. She only should see Star Wars. She hasn't seen Star Wars? I've, That's kind of crazy. I've been alive 15 minutes and I've seen Star Wars. Yeah. And he knows The Last Jedi is the worst fucking yes, one. It is. My favorite one? The Phantom Menace. Obviously. Now, uh. this is pod racing. <laughs> I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. Wildcat Diana, Terra's Union, says, My dream Halloween party with the KH characters. Let's go. Kyrie, she would somehow find a picture of her and would dress as Ava. Riku, he would not dress up, but everyone would think he picked Yozora from the Instagram photo of Toy Box. Sora, he would not show up because he got zooped into another world line, but people would what? think he was playing the Invisible Man. <laughs> Ventus would dress as Among Us character so he could be the imposter. Aqua would just face <laughs> her fears and go as her anti-form. Taro would put on an organization coat and try to pull off Zenmus. Roxas would borrow <laughs> Ventus's clothes and see how long he would fool everybody. <laughs> Lee would draw the upside-down tears and just go as Axel. Yeah. And she owned would buy a sweater and leggings of doll joints and go as a puppet. And Namine would just That's buy a white witch hat. <laughs> this next one is from... Lots of meta. <laughs> yes, this, that was very good, Wildcat Diana. I like you. I'm judging the Discord members as I get to know them through yeah. reading the question of the week. I, I do too. Don't you know these people? I know them, but I judge them. Fair. Okay. <laughs> no one's safe. This next one is from Exit, who is uh, indeed built to be unhinged. Oh. And he says, since you guys think I'm so unhinged, I'll oh, give no. you a super small, sweet answer. Kingdom Hearts glory keyholes. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know if I need should read the rest of this. <laughs> oh, I thought that was it. <laughs> no, there's there's a description. Uh a Halloween party where Mike's fucking fantasy of these anime and Disney characters having a Keyblade party, Keyblade in quotes, and place their <laughs> goddamn Keyblades in a bowl and have a sweaty, sexy, nasty jungle orgy in the deep jungle. Oh my god. Just close your eyes. And <laughs> He's making me break character. Just close your eyes and imagine hearing Goofy getting fucked. Donald getting spanked and Mickey's star shard <laughs> no. scream. Oh my god. Now that's a party I know no. Mike would like. No. God, my, my somebody's a deviant. I know I said I would keep this short, but I know you're still reading this. So I'm basically like Dark Chode because I gotcha. <laughs> no, not Dark Chode. Don't you see why I need therapy? Kiss face. Yeah. I, and then he went on to add, I just reread what I posted. What the fuck's wrong with me? What, what is wrong that's a, with Exit? That's a, that's a good question for his therapist. Yes. I think you're just fine, Exit. If a little unhinged. Karrison Ford, also known as Karis, says, Sora would wear his Halloween town outfit. Riku and Riku replica would switch outfits. Kairi, I think, would do a low-effort onesie costume. Yeah. Roxas would dress as Kylo Ren. Axel Ooh, and Xion would like dress that. as punks. Aqua Venantera would dress as steampunk Victorian people with goggles. Vanitas as an edgy goth. And then Brundox adds, The gear shift between Exit and Karis's answer set me through a brick wall. <laughs> Three more to go, my friend. Uh, we're friends, right? 
Um, or are we technically relate related? Is that how that works? Wait, yeah, that's a little weird. Because I'm the body of Mike. Yeah, that's true. I'm his nobody. Who is your brother? Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess by blood we are related. Oh, okay, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Never had a brother before. <laughs> Kyrie's bro says. Sora wearing a donkey outfit with Goofy and Donald. Sora is the head, Donald the middle, and Goofy the butt. That's a thick-ass fucking donkey, That's a big dude. donkey. That's a thick... Kyrie and Naminé are watching horror movies and get freaked out and turn on all the lights. Ven and Roxas are Mario and Luigi. Vanitas is Waluigi. Chirithi is Wario. Wah-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the noise the charity makes. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Terra and Aqua are dressed as zombies handing out candy. Shion, Axel, Syx, and Demix are dressed as members of KISS. They're out trick-or-treating oh. and Zaldan answers the door dressed as the Beast. Pure strength is in the kitchen baking cookies dressed as Belle. Oh. That implies a relationship. Yeah. That's kind of hot. <laughs> Mickey and Riku are carving pumpkins with their keyblades. Larkseen and Marluxia are dressed as Jesse and James, with Zexian being forced to be Meowth. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Meowth with a deem over. Oh, yeah, 100%. I like it. The eternally griefed Tyler Tytherim says, Sora would be Naruto, Riku would be Sasuke, Kairi would be Sakura. I didn't pronounce those right. Terra would be Sonic. The hedgehog? God, why? God, why? <laughs> Aqua would be Cinderella, and Ventus would be Roxas. Roxas would be Cloud, Axel would be Reno, and Shion would be Yuffie. And then finally, we have an answer from Iron Daddy, who's still on the ever-elusive search <laughs> for the Diet Dr. He's Pepper a seeker. cream. He's an SOD, dude. Seeker of Dr. Seeker Pepper. Seeker of Dr. Cream. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper Cream. Yeah. SOD. Sora would probably be Riku. Riku already is Josora sometimes. Kyrie would be Minnie Mouse, and they would go trick or treating. Roxas and Shion and Axel would go egg houses. Aqua would take Ven trick or treating, maybe go with Sora and company. Fuck Terra. And Vanitas would play pranks <laughs> oh all God. night long on everybody. All right. Well, Jason, do you have an answer for this? Very insightful question of the week. No, I actually don't. You don't have uh, an answer for the fun, spooky question. It's Halloween tomorrow. I'm going to say it. Say it. Halloween's overrated, dude. Wow. Well, I think that um, Lexius would go as the ultimate warrior. <laughs> uh, wow. Chicks love this. That's really crazy. You just thought of this right off, off yes, the top of your head. Yes. Uh, Zigbar would be a pirate. Vexen would be... Heath Ledger Joker. Hmm. Cyax would be a werewolf. Hmm. 
And then Marluxia would be Zoro. Hmm, okay. You think Demix would also come as Heath Ledger Joker, but like more scuffed? I think Demix would be uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Hmm. And then Zemnis would be uh, Jack Nicholson Joker. Hmm. And none of them talked about it beforehand. Okay. Do you think Lark scene would be like the basic ass fucking Harley Quinn? Yes, Lark scene would be Harley Quinn. That's, that seems to track. Roxas would be a Power Ranger. Probably the red one. And Shion would walk into the party and be like, what the fuck is Halloween? I've been born for 20 days. Yeah. Or 358 or whatever. Whatever. Whatever the meme is. Anyway, that's my answer. Hmm. Chick slam. I don't know what Mike would have said. It's he's gone. It's impossible. He's gone. The only way for him to return is for someone to kill me and also find the large body, the fat body, the fat bandit. That is the heartless. Why do you have that keyblade, Jason? No reason. Okay. Anyway, the question of the week <laughs> next week is from Brundock's Ragu's Union. And it says, a totally normal one. But how about but how about the lead up to Melody of Memory? We share our top three or five KH songs across the whole franchise. I think we may have done a number one song a while ago, but there's a ton of new people now. Yeah. That okay. sounds good. So, totally normal one. Three to five Kingdom Hearts songs that you're excited for or that you're favorite over the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Well, I suppose, I, I don't know how you guys normally end this thing. I normally tune out during the question of the week. Hmm. Uh, what's next? <sighs> well, uh, there's a certain phrase I say, and uh, who knows what happens after that. What does Mike say to get you to say this phrase? Uh, he normally, I mean, I'm holding a keyblade. He normally says, hit him with it. Like hit him with it, mm. like, like, like hit him with it. Like, yes, like I, I get it. Yes, like with two hands. Yeah, don't do that. Firmly grasped. Oh, why don't you say your phrase? And if you're challenging me to a duel, we shall see how far that gets you. May your heart be your guiding. I'll see you key. all next week. Fuck off. Ugh.